Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Netflix Christmas movies. Hi, I'm Jax, and I love Emma Roberts. <laughs> I'm Alonzo, and I love it when Netflix movies get spicy. <laughs> I'm Dan, and I despise bleeping Netflix Christmas movies, and this is the Deck the, the Netflix, Netflix Podcast. Podcast. Nothing like celebrating Christmas in July with a, a two-year-old Netflix saucy movie. Saucy movie. And <laughs> saucy. Brian, this has to be our first R-rated movie on this podcast, right? Uh, 25, think, day, 25 weeks of Christmas, did that have one in it? Oh, yeah. We had a one or two, I think. And the Happiest Season we did. I think. Oh, uh, Happiest Season. But that's I think that's PG-13, That might be right? PG-13. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is a big boy. We did it. We've reached <laughs> the big leagues, Brian. It took four years. Hello, that sounds fun, network. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right. NEF Downs, we love you. No yeah, kidding. Yeah. Um, this movie, yeah. It, the timing it, is just great this week. We're crushing it. It we started just, uh, hitting home runs, aren't we, Brand? Always hitting home runs. Um, this one, really, they let you know it's going to be R-rated, like with the very first word out of the movie. So um, we come out swinging uh, quickly. Uh, you know what else is coming out swinging? Bramble Fest. Bramble Fest. And you know who's going to be oh, there? that's right. Everybody on this podcast Everybody is going to be screen right now. That's right. Alonzo's going to be there. Alonzo, uh, what's um, there? Apparently, there's conversations about hugs. Jax is trying to get approval of who she allowed, who she's allowed to hug. Where are you at when it comes to hugs uh, right now, Alonzo? Uh, I, I'm I'm pro hug, but I am also going to be N95ing it all fest long. So just everybody needs to know that up front. Yeah, it's you, you aren't going to get to see the the mean mug of Alonzo <laughs> there. You're gonna. But yeah, here's the thing. But the glasses and the hair, I get recognized anyway. So like, it shouldn't be a problem. All right, all right. Yeah, I all mean, right. fair enough. But he's still giving out hugs. He's so, still I mean, I heard that. Oh, absolutely. Alonzo gives a great hug too. With, and he, with and consent. He's, and he's going yeah. to uh, burn all of his clothes immediately after it's the right. <laughs> I will be wearing a hazmat suit. No, <laughs> we had to negotiate a long time with uh, Alonzo's agent on yes. that on getting. Here. Yeah. He had to fly out of Burbank. I mean, oh for crying God. out loud! I mean, I just like this guy. What a diva. <laughs> Look, it's how I roll. What can I say? It's in my it's in my rider. <laughs> is uh, how much smaller is Burbank than LAX? Uh, the actual airport much smaller, much more manageable, easier to get to, easier to park at. Like that's why it's if you can, Burbank is always the better way to go than LAX because it's just less of a headache. And how does Burbank compare to uh, GSP, Greenville Spartan? It's gigantic compared to GSP. Uh, a little bit larger, but bit it is larger. of it is it is that scale of kind of like. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're not regional airports because they probably technically go to some place in Mexico, so they're international. But you know what I mean? It's the LAX is like a this insane monolith that if you if you can avoid it, you should. This has been airport talk with the boys. Jax, out of <laughs> the out of um, out of I'm thinking Newark, Jax is a Newark girl. <laughs> Newark, LaGuardia, JFK. Wh who you picking? <laughs> I, I believe that when we were arranging the travel, I said, I'm just glad to be there, whatever airport you can get me out I think of. you're coming out of Newark, if I'm not mistaken, being the I one that booked so. the travel. But Jackson's going to be down here for a week uh, recording some Wind Calls the Heart with us. Exactly so right. Flying out of Idlewild, actually. Just a glutton for punishment uh, just to come on down and do that. So Really, the goal here is for Jackson to just fall in love with Greenville and during the week. And then That's right. Yeah. I think I'm staying in a sweet Airbnb. So, right. I mean, maybe Ooh. I'll just be like, 
like, I don't know, keep me here for a few months. Can <laughs> I buy it? Not leave it. Can I Try buy it? Is Airbnb uh, an air? Nope. Uh, Try uh, again. Air for sale. <laughs> air for sale. Yeah. Are you guys gonna redo the deck? The 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 wind calls the heart thing that you guys did, but now like Jax can wear the mountie uniform and one of y'all can wear the Elizabeth dress. Oh my gosh, go? man, this yeah. is fun. We might should we might should <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that promo. That was a fun one. <laughs> it's been a while. Our um our green screen work is top top notch. notch. Mm. Uh, because we make big bucks here. That's right. And we're some movers and shakers. We're in the movers industry. and shakers. And <laughs> some know? of and some of the shots yeah, like screen. the the, the, co <laughs> the corners are showing, so you can see like the wall behind it. And that's intentional, by the way. Yeah. Whenever whenever our videos are bad, it's on purpose. That's right. Yeah. It's like tenant. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's curated imperfection, which I appreciate. Mm, right. I did see curated imperfection live, and they were eh, a little underwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> it was a dashboard confessional. They weren't really trying. Uh, that was the problem. <laughs> it is a dashboard confessional cover band. How did you know, Brian? Because <laughs> I've seen them live as well. Yeah. Um, we're talking about Holiday. Holiday. Um, it originally aired on October twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. And it went a little something like this. Sloan is home for Christmas and is I can I just say I love the name Sloan. Am I the only one? No. It's a great name. Uh, okay. Ferris Bueller. Uh sure. Uh I have seen it. Just, I've seen uh, that, that, come on, Brad. I, I, I said sure and then I realized that may, might lead some people you to think I haven't have seen, seen it. that movie. I have seen Ferris Bueller. Yes. yes. I mean, come on. Um, Sloane is home for Christmas and is less than pleased. Her mom really wants to find her a man, and she really wants her mom to kick rocks. Then we meet Jackson. Jackson is visiting his, who we think is his girlfriend's parents for the first time, and they promptly scare him all the way off with their matching sweaters and whatnot. And then we find out that they're not dating at all. Uh, he just kind of came along because his family is in Australia. When uh, he doesn't give her a gift, she yells at him. He leaves. She yells things. We don't need to repeat them here, not on this program. Uh, Sloan is mortified when her younger brother gets engaged on Christmas. Younger brother engaged. Oh, my gosh. The next day, Sloan and Jackson meet for the very first time, uh, returning bad Christmas gifts that they end up they end up chatting about how miserable the holidays are. So they end up agreeing to be each other's holidays. For New Year's Eve, it's uh, like a pack. Like we're gonna go like to a, things like together. Like a mistletoe promise. A mistletoe promise, yeah. if you will, if for you those will. of you, for those of you in the back, uh, which is a cleaner movie, dirtier book, I believe. Yes, that's how I understand. Oh, oof, yeah. <laughs> um, so they uh, they agree, and uh, they are having a blast on New Year's Eve. That is until her dress rips during the dirty dancing remake. He drops her on her head. It's a whole thing. Midnight comes. Comes along, he's nowhere to be found. But then he pops up, kisses her on the cheeks. So they go on their their way until it gets closer to Valentine's Day. Sloane bumps into her ex boyfriend in the mall uh, with his new girlfriend, and she's clearly uncomfortable with the situation. Jackson just so happens to be walking by, as you do in 2020, walking around the mall at Valentine's Day, and um, comes uh, comes in to save her by acting like. Her boyfriend and after eating some chocolate together, they agree to be holidays for the rest of the year. 
Uh, they do St. Patty's. They do Easter. They agree to keep things on the up and up. But Cinco de Mayo happens, and they have one drink too many. Things get a little hazy as to what the happened. Uh, what the, what the happened. As to what the happened. As to what happened that night. Who can tell? What the what? Um, it's, the 4th, it's the 4th of July, and he blows off his finger, and she takes him to the hospital, brings him home, and their hands touch. I know. I know. Uh, she uh, clearly uh, uh, doesn't want to like uh, uh, to, to, to leave, but uh, he starts acting the goof. What can you do? Things get weird. They end up going to a wedding with different dates. Then Halloween comes along, and she accidentally takes a ton of laxatives. We've all been there. He rushed her to the home, rinses her off after things happen. Um, and if that's not uh, romantic, I don't know what is. He ends up staying the night, and the next morning they quote-unquote celebrate a successful poop night. Afterwards, <laughs> she's like, um, yo, can I, uh, you can leave if you want to, uh, if, but then it's weird, and he ends up leaving, and like, even though he clearly didn't want to, uh, what can you do? So it's Thanksgiving. They fight at the grocery store, uh, even though he admits, he puts it out there that he thinks that she's beautiful, didn't want to leave that day anyway, and she's not having it. So maybe things are uh, things are not happening uh, after all. It's it's the holiday season, everybody. Uh, once again, we've made it full circle, and she begins to uh, to second guess whether or not she made the right choice. She goes to see him uh, out uh, at his uh, apartment, and he's walking away, and she just kind of watches him as you do. They're all back at the mall, heavy on the mall here in this movie, and uh, she sees him. They're like, obviously they make eye, eye contact and she decides, you know what? I'm going to go for it. She runs down the escalator. She what, runs up on stage and she is handed a microphone by the choir director. As you are, she professes uh, her, uh, her love for him. And, uh, he walks away at first as a funny ha ha. And then they run and then they kiss and, um, they, they spend Christmas together. We get updates on everybody in the entire movie as the credits roll. And now my friends, was holidays we did it we did do it everybody we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back uh we'll break down this movie with some segments segments i love it here on the hallmark We're back. We're talking holidays, Mm -hmm. the uh, 2020 classic raunchy uh, reindeer flick. I remember this was a big deal when it came out. People were tweeting a lot about Netflix like getting into the R-rated Christmas movie game. It was like a weird thing no one was doing, right? Am I I crazy there? It was a it was a standout for that, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, and I've I've been saying for a while now. That I think the the reason that the R rated Christmas movie really got popular was because if you wanted to do just a straightforward Christmas set romance, it's like there's so much of that on television now. There's that's not a thing that you get people into the theater for. But if you can do something different, i.e., an R rated one or a movie with a black cast, which we weren't seeing until fairly recently, stuff like that. That was the kind of thing that would then maybe kick you into being unique enough to be a theatrical experience well let's talk about whether or not it worked for us the r-rated uh christmas movie Jax, i'll start with you uh i don't know if you had seen this one before or not but what did you think about it 
I had, and I love this movie. So I know we're talking about how raunchy it is, but I felt way less dirty after watching this than I did City Lights, California Christmas, whatever that was. More than fair. More than fair. Yes. I give you that. Um, I think I love over-the-top zany comedy, and this was firing for me on all cylinders. I'm obsessed with Kristen Chenoweth. I thought that she was brilliant in this movie. And I think perhaps what is so astounding for me about this film is that Emma Roberts, who is one of the most conventionally attractive, hottest women I think I've ever laid my eyes on, she manages to be so good in this movie that she makes me believe that she's not conventionally a total babe alert. And kudos to her for that. Yeah. Yeah, she Emma Roberts is wonderful, like in general. And then you're Sorry. right, something about this movie where she, and then she shows up in that dress at the club, and you're like, oh my, oh, yeah, Emma Roberts, that's right, exactly. So yeah, she's, no, I get what you're she's, saying. She's, she's game in this for sure. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think that I definitely I, I I liked it the first time. I'd watch it many more times. I'm all in on the R-rated Netflix Christmas movie. Uh, so I had not seen this one. This is one that I. Um, Brandon and I watched it together. It was a, it was quite a time. Um, no. I I don't. You know what? It's a weird one. Uh, <laughs> I knew this was coming immediately. Hold on. <laughs> it's a weird one for me because I'm so used to being in the pocket. Okay. Um, where it's you, safe. You don't know what in the pocket means. You have not used it right I ever. used one pocket no. this time, which is what you were it's requesting. Better, but in the pocket doesn't mean in a place that's safe. If you're in the pocket acting, it means like... Has it ever you, occurred to you, Dan, that maybe there's multiple meanings are, for things? Um, you're a musician. You should know what in the pocket means. I know what it means, and in no. this case, I'm using it the way I want to use uh, it. Go ahead. I, I hate to break it to you. All of you guys misuse down to clown all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I'm, you tell me what it means and how they're using it? Sorry, no. Well, I don't never, think we I've have. Ne Wait a minute. I've never said that phrase. I think it's ridiculous. I want to be very clear. He is well, not down to clown. Okay. I've never said it before. So don't tell me I misuse. Fine. Your co-hosts then say down <laughs> oh. to clown all the time. And down to clown means you are ready to like yeah, be sure. like a person right. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, thank you for that PSA because I've been saying it to too many people too much. So thank you, Alonzo. Oh, Brain says it regularly. Yes. Regularly. And, and Alonzo hasn't said anything for four years. Because you know, Alonzo's also I down to clown. He's down to clown with me being down to clown. I hit a tipping point. Yeah, it's like when the Jersey Shore people used to say DTF. It's the same thing. Wow. There you have it. So I'm so used to being in the pocket. <laughs> what part of Jim Tan Laundry is DTF? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was too, you know. So I'm so used to being in. Of all weeks, you pick this week to tell. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm so used to being in the pocket. And so the idea of an R-rated. You know what? I, I do think it's an important thing, distinction, that people might not know about me. People assume that I'm a big comedy fan, and I'm not a big comedy fan. Um, and I typically don't really enjoy R-rated comedies. It feels very, nah, I don't know. I, it's just not usually my thing. And maybe it's because of the fact that, you know, me and Jesus are homeboys. Oh but, uh, what? No. Um, but it just, it's always been weird for me. I will say the thing that I really did appreciate this movie is it was it was R-rated, but it also still f had the heart 
of the pocket. If that, if you know, nope. you, yeah, no. you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's like imagine the it's pocket has a stitching of a heart. <laughs> what I'm trying to say metaphor. is, it felt it felt good. Uh, it felt like what I was hoping for. It, feel, it felt like what I would want out of one of these type of Christmas movies, but it was just, uh, you know, at a different level uh, content-wise. And that's, and that's okay. I, this made me believe that there is a space for that. Um, obviously, there is one. It doesn't matter what I think because they're, they're, they're happening. But, um, yeah, I would, I'd watch this one again. I thought it was funny, haha. And I, I do think that... Um, with a lot of the, the R-rated comedies, they're so over the top, and that's the point. It's like you get to a certain point where it's just like, this one I didn't feel like reached to that you point. You did look uncomfortable watching it from time to time. I'm just saying, personally. And I'm not like, I mean, I, I've, I, I, can, I can say bad words. What? The best of them. But uh, this, uh, I don't know. This one I did feel like while it was at another level, uh, content-wise from like a Hallmark or a Lifetime even, uh, it still worked for me in, in the, the field in which I like uh, sitting in with my pocket. Did I get it right? No, better? not no? even a little bit. <laughs> just stop it. Alonzo? Is there brass in pocket? No. Um, oh, my sweet baby boy. I, I uh, you know, I, I love this movie also. Like, we often on this program will use the phrase borderline real movie That's to right. praise, like, a Hallmark or Lifetime product. This is a real movie. Like, I could, uh, this, I would have been perfectly happy seeing this in a theater. I think that Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey are crazy charismatic. Like, they have nutty chemistry. And this is a guy who I saw in the Point Break remake and was like, well, I don't need Ugh. to see you again. But no, it turns out <laughs> really charming and funny. Great. I mean, like, again, murderer's row of character actors. You got Kristen Chenoweth. You got uh, Francis Farmer. You got Andrew Batchelor. You got... Um, Eric Moffat. Uh, yeah, Eric Moffat. Uh, Manish Dayal. You've got the dad from Wonder Years. I mean, like, it's just, just, it's just cherries, cherries, cherries in the... He's Mr. Arnold for all time. Like, he's not anything but Mr. Arnold, right? Exactly, right. Yeah. You know, uh, he was Danica's dad that one time, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. no, I I think this this movie's really funny. It it is raunchy, and it does go to the R-rated places, but I think it does work because it has that layer of this relationship that you care about at the center of it. And, you know, uh, I've heard Dan say this before. I also married my best friend, you know, and I think there is something to be said about showing romances that emerge of not just the usual, like, I hate you. I hate you. I love you. I love you. But like the people that actually get to know each other and get to know each other in a space that allows them to not be dating and having to sort of put on that version of yourself that you often create when you're off, you know, when you're, when you're trying to, to find somebody and and that being relaxed around each other is what gets them to the place where they do finally fall in love. And I, I think that's lovely. I love all the holiday stuff. I love it. Yeah. I met my wife at a summer camp, so there's no way to, <laughs> to be cool. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's two different things plate spinning here. I think, first of all, the, the movie has a lot going for it. Emma Roberts is wonderful. I saw her, the first time I saw her was in uh, a Bowden and Fleck movie called It's Kind of a Funny Story with Zach Galifianakis. Mm, right. And I thought she was really great in that movie, which Nickelodeon, baby, OG. Yeah, I never was a Nickelodeon guy, uh, and I'm also older than you. But she's great. And you also don't know what a pocket is. Bracey, <laughs> I, I think I do, but I, I guess at this point you're convincing. Maybe I'm being gaslit here because I thought I did. Um, 
she's great. Bracey's great. Kristen Chenoweth reminded me of like in Single All the Way. We get together to review Single All the Way, and we talk about Jennifer Coolidge because she just <laughs> steals the show. Kristen Chenoweth is a national treasure. Mm. She's always funny, no matter what she's in. She's great. Um, and so all that works really well. The R-rated side of this, the best R-rated movies, in my opinion, R-rated comedies, feel like they could not have been made another way. Like, like just the movie, like Bridesmaids, uh, The Hangover, like these movies that I laughed hysterically all the way through. I left and I just went, there's no other way that that could have been made. It feels very organic. There are times when this movie kind of insists upon itself to be R-rated because it can. That doesn't really work for me. Because if you strip it all down, it's it's still this fake relationship. Well, not fake relationship, but like this, this trope of like, you know, we, we're too lazy to get actual dates, so we're just going to act like we're hanging out. Um, and it's saved by the fact that the chemistry is so good. I didn't like it as much as I liked, like, Love Hard, which I thought was better than this movie, mm -hmm. even though Jax was mad when I said that I had some issues with it. I remember that. But I like Love Hard a good bit. I love bit. you, Dan. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I love Single All the Way. I think that's a better movie than this one. But, like, Emma Roberts and Bracey do go a long way. And when this... When the R-rated stuff hits, it hits, like, out of the park funny. Like, mm. there are some moments, one in my all the feels that I'll save for all the feels, that I, the hardest I've laughed this year stuff. So, like, th there's some stuff that works. The chemistry is there. It's a fun premise of kind of taking you over the course of the year and finding love in a, in a real courtship and a real camaraderie of friendship. And so, for those reasons, I would say, yeah, like, I'm on board with this movie. Definitely better than, like, a Hallmark movie, for sure. Uh, let's talk about feels. Jax? So a big feel that I had that I think we don't get to see in um, a lot of our Hallmark fair is that I like to see leading women who are a little bit messy. And we got to see that with Emma Roberts' character here. And I know, like, I'm someone... I'm not a big drinker, and I'm not that reckless, but at the times in my life when I've been the lowest, I've, you know, like... It made some mistakes and I feel choices like choices were made choices were made <laughs> was karaoke night one of those nights Jax or was that just was that a was that a highlight <laughs> wow wow Brian. I kid <laughs> putting her on blast on national YouTube you know? I just can't believe I can't I just I can't believe I'll it. get back in the pocket I'm sorry Jax that's, that's on me Wait, that's was on it me. really bad was it really bad no. oh my gosh no it was wonderful oh, I just great. love you walk up and you said I've had one too many <laughs> what like, are you doing I'm just talking to my pal Jax um I don't have a problem I mean man. <laughs> do, you, do you know that this is being recorded do you know we're recording this right now Look, if you're in West Palm Beach, Florida, all bets are off. <laughs> no kidding. When, when in the West rules Palm do not Beach, apply. That's, that's what I say. It's like Vegas. Um, that's right. <laughs> but it gave me it gave me a lot of those feels that we don't have to have this perfect cookie cutter Long curl. heroin. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh yeah. Exactly. Um, and then of course the end when they're at the mall. Uh, I was getting all the feels and. Um, of course, the dirty dancing scene. Yes, it was funny because <laughs> their hoo-hahs fell out. But really, I just thought they were having such a fun moment where they really know how to support each other and the banter. It just it makes my heart flutter. 
I thought for sure he was going to drop her. I thought that's what was going to happen there. Like, I thought it was going to be like a... I just didn't realize what all it was entailed in lifting someone over my head. And I thought he was going to drop her. It was so much better than that because I was at a wedding with my best friend once and he did the lift for me, but he did drop me. So I was like, that's where this is going. I was like, no. And I thought that was bad, but it would have been way worse if my hoo-hahs would have been out. Right, that's right. Um... Jax, I'm sorry. First oh my gosh, don't be so um, <laughs> Second of all, I'd want to say, I know I have... Well, you should have seen him the night before at the screening. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that, was our, that was our dear sweet panda. Uh, oh, I, know. I ran into him and I was like saying, panda, I was like, I don't drink at all at these events. And then the next night, <laughs> he inspired me. <laughs> Well, you can't you can't be outdone by Panda. That's right. With his my ties, he his, laid yeah. the groundwork, and I was like, "All right, the yeah. seltzer was fun yeah. for one night, but Panda, yeah. I'll take it from here." Sorry, That's go right. ahead, Chris. Um, I have said multiple times on anytime there's a hand touch, uh, a love scene uh, that sounded really weird. That was out of the pocket. It, it, that was out of the pocket. <laughs> anytime there's like a hand grab or whatever, it works for me, and it always like gives an me organic feels. like yeah, yes. hand hold. So. But the reason why this one even worked more is that they acknowledged it. Like the next day he's with his buddies and he said, we touched hands. Like that is exact one, exactly what happened in my life. Like when I, when I first held pinkies with my, who would be my wife, like I was telling all, like all the boys, like I was super <laughs> pumped. And like in the Hallmark movies, they never do that. It's no. always like, oh, yeah, okay, it happens. And then the next day, they, you know, it's a weird thing. And in this one, like he was excited and he told his pals and it was like this big thing. So it gave me extra feels on top of the feels that I would already get, already get with just a hand touch in general. But the fact that he acknowledged it and was excited about it, um, gave me extra bonus feels is it alonzo alonzo okay. i guess i'm sorry yeah no i i, I think this th- there's a lot of smart writing here in terms of setting this stuff up the fact that um, that luke bracy tells andrew bachelor first about the handhold thing and then later talks about how he how bad he felt when she kicks him out of the apartment after halloween and how like oh that's cold and usually Usually in these movies, it's going to be like the dudes are all bravado about this thing, but they're genuinely talking about their feelings and that kind of stuff. But they're also not overplaying it like no one's sticking their pinky out, you know, like it's just genuinely like this is guys having a conversation when no one else is around and admitting their vulnerability and stuff. So that I think is a good source for comedy. Um, I like how smart the inclusion is in this movie you have like what the the younger brother marries uh you know a chinese american girl and the baxter who's actually a catch which is we also saw in single all the way is you know middle eastern and you know you have the the choir at the end of the movie in a way that like any of those could have gone cringy like that and they very deftly kind of weave that in and just make it part of the thing and don't make it part of a oh look how exotic you know uh, I, th- I think it, that all that stuff is all handled really well this is actually written by the woman who wrote a much different Emma Roberts movie the 2007 Nancy Drew adaptation wow um yeah. Oh, I didn't know that existed. You just made my day. Oh, you will love the outfits. <laughs> Jackson's Jax. like, I gotta go. We'll see it, you later. It's 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 really <laughs> charming. Uh, yeah, I just I this is a movie that makes me laugh out loud with frequency, which almost never happens in a in a general kind of Christmas movie. And I I think the fact that they. They, you know, people will ask me, oh, is this movie a Christmas movie because it has this one scene at Christmas? I'm like, well, a lot of times movies will give you one scene at Christmas or two scenes just to demonstrate the calendar. But this movie really leans into that and I think does it really in a, in a smart and funny way. 
All, and also technically two scenes at yeah. Christmas. So Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Double than any other season. Double than any other. Twice season. as many. Yes. Um, I, uh, Book ending, I d- we call it in the, the biz. The choir was great. I love that. And like that kind of declaration of love was wonderful. I think it worked really, really well. Um, but I got to be honest. The hardest I've laughed all year is the most awkward uh, mother or a daughter father dance at a wedding that I've ever seen. <laughs> Somehow the DJ plays Boys to Men and at the end of the song does a little point like I got you. Like what is he doing? I was dying. It was so awkward, so cringy. I loved every, and they look at each other. The two leads are like, we got to go fix this. And they cut in on the dance just to keep it from happening because everyone's like, what is going on? It was fantastic. I loved every second of it. It was just so funny. So, so funny. Uh, Mother's Day cracked me up, too. That whole exchange, I thought, was really hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother's Day was fun, too. You're right. Uh, Let's take one more quick break. We'll come back with what I imagine is going to be a short way what segment uh, here on Deck the Homer. We're back. We're talking holidays, and we're at the wait what section. We talk about what in this movie made us go wait what. Jax, do you have anything? I do have two little things. Um, I think it would be different if the movie was made now, even though this movie is not that old. But um, I, it made me really uncomfortable when they woke up the morning after they didn't know what happened, and. I, as we're talking yep. about with hugging, consent is important. And I know that they were both drunk. And look, these situations are complicated. There's nuance. I just, it gave me, it, it made me feel really icky. So I was like, oh, this is not a good take on this. Like if he would have been like, oh, no, nothing happened. Like, you know, but it just, it made me feel icky. The other one was... <laughs> When I don't know I'm, what I'm allowed to say in this podcast, but when they were in the car eating the chocolate, but we were supposed to think that she was giving him an HJ. <laughs> I, I knew that the, the reveal was, of course, going to be that they weren't doing that. But I, did, I think it was played really weird and it wasn't yes. even funny. So, yeah, I was yeah. just like I was embarrassed. I had secondhand embarrassment yeah. for everyone involved with that. But those, those are my only <laughs> when two. They, when they brought movie. around the camera, I was still kind of baffled at how she could possibly believe be handling the chocolate to make the movement look like that. That's right. It doesn't, that doesn't, that scene makes no sense knowing that they're just eating chocolate. It makes no, there's a, there's a way to set up that visual gag and they don't, they didn't quite get there. They could have, but they just did it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am still shocked that Harry Styles is not in this movie. Uh, <laughs> the first scene we the, both the thought it was Harry scene, Styles. The first scene I was like, oh, Harry Styles is in this movie? The younger brother, Harry Styles? No. Harry Styles is not in this movie. I'm not convinced that whoever Harry Styles well, later is. later on, it looks nothing like Harry when Styles. When they do close-ups, it's clearly not Harry Styles. But the first scene we were like, that's Harry Styles. I think Harry Styles <laughs> might be a body double, double for whoever the guy is in this movie. Whoever the uh, the younger brother he was is. He's in the pocket at least. Um, yes. <laughs> and then my only other one, and neither of these are real, uh, wait, what? They're just thoughts of mine. Um <laughs> They do the side-by-side phone when they're doing this um, uh, video call thing. And while they did match up, the video is very nice. The side-by-sides flipped and like inverted gave me a headache while I was watching it. I didn't like 
like I wish they would have just gone back and forth between them. The fact that it was two phones, she's big on one, he's big, but then they're also small in each other's corner. The side by side for that long hurt me. And I don't know if that's just a me thing, well, but I, it was not my preference of how to show a video. What's call. wild is, is that they matched it up so perfectly. I perfectly. think they were just so impressed with what they had done. <laughs> that they didn't bother to, th to think if they should or yeah. not. You know what I mean? Like, it, they just did it. Because they were like, we can? Yeah. We're gonna. Like, I think that's what happened there. Well, I, clearly, sure. I, got, I got to start showing you some Brian De Palma movies, I think. You can get more <laughs> used to split screens. But anyway, first of all, no, no. But second of all, it's not just the fact that it was split screen. It was it quad was the screen within screen. Now, I guess it was right, a quad screen thing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It's very Ian Malcolm. They, they, they were so excited they could do it. They didn't stop and think whether they should. You know, <laughs> that's right. Um, I just have a handful Um for the most part, I think this is this is well put together. Nobody mentions that losing a finger might be a big deal for a pro golfer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's on my list for I, sure. I, I think that's going to maybe be a livelihood issue if we're not going to get that taken care of. Going to be a problem. Um, you never put the leaf in the table after it has already been set. That's just like you know, I don't have to be Martha Stewart to know that is yeah. not a not a good move that you want to do. Thanks, Alonzo. Post called to let us know. That's why we keep you around, Alonzo. What would we do without those hot takes for, for Alonzo about leaves? I'm, I'm thinking about logistics here. Uh, there is apparently one MD in the entire Chicagoland area. That's right. Yeah. Uh, no matter what happens, heart attack, and it's Farouk. Se severed finger, always Farouk. Always Farouk on yeah. call, who also, by the way, shows up at a costume party wearing scrubs, which I find really lazy if you're an actual doctor, but it does <laughs> give Kristen Chenna with the opportunity to go as sexy nurse, but like she wouldn't have done that anyway. Come on. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll tell you, I, this isn't exactly a wait what. I do want to give this movie kind of a most improved award. Brandon, do you know who directed this movie or what else this guy has made? Is it Crandall? Of course it's Crandall. <laughs> Every time he says Crandall. This, this is from the director of Deck the Halls. Oh, oh wow. this is better. That, that miserable uh, <laughs> Matthew Broderick, Danny DeVito Danny movie DeVito you made me rewatch. Yeah. So 20, 25 that, clearly weeks this yes. guy got like drenched in good director juice because <laughs> this movie is so much more competent and funny and well put together. Oh, and oh, also wow. sure. also with Christian Chenoweth. I didn't make that connection until just oh, now. Oh, yeah, that's wow. wild. Uh, well, yeah, and you know what? What's a fun fact about this movie is in this one, they were also going to have two dads um, uh, yakking <laughs> it up about their own daughters. And then he was like, nope, over my dead body. <laughs> Did that's it. one time in my career, <laughs> never again. And I so used that. They did that dance at the wedding. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. So, yeah, man. Uh, well, I'd, Farouk was a big one of mine because it's like, holy cow, aren't they in a metropolitan area? And this guy is taking care of everyone for every circumstance, no matter what. Um, and I do want to correct one thing because it's one of my major weight what's. Uh, this guy, is it Jake Bracey? What's his name? Is uh, Luke, his, Bracey. Luke Bracey. Luke Bracey. Is maybe he's great in this movie, but he's the least believable golf pro that I've ever seen in in my life. And a golf pro isn't a professional golfer. That's someone who is the pro at the clubhouse that does the lessons. And so their job is to be out there on the course giving lessons constantly. I know it's not a good I, name. It, th this guy, it is. It makes it sound like a pro. A pro golfer and a golf pro are different, weirdly enough. But as a golf pro, even with all. 10 fingers. I, I don't think he would be very beneficial to many people, maybe to look at, but not to actually contribute in any, to look at. in any way as a golfer. Uh, I didn't buy that at all. Uh, 
how dare you skip over Flag Day and Arbor Day? I'm just kidding. That's totally fine. Um, the scene where she burns, the mom burns everything. I will say this. Um, it helped all of us to know things were burning. When when you walk in the kitchen and the oven is already open, <laughs> like she didn't have to open the oven all the way. They cracked it for her so she could just pop it open real quick, I guess. Like, you know, I think we'd have probably figured it out a lot quicker knowing that the oven was already open. Um, and then last but not least, I did feel like the scene, and this isn't a wait what as much as it was just like one too many for me. You know, there's so many times in this movie where both of them can't get on the same page to declare their feelings for each other. And that's part of the tension of the film. And I understand that. But after the night where he takes her home and takes care of her and in the morning, they do what they do in the morning. After that scene, for them to have that interaction the way they had it, I, for their characters, it just wasn't believable for me. For all they had been through, to clearly have that moment of connection, for them to not be able to, at some point, be like, okay, we need to talk about this further, or, yeah, we're into each other, I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy it at all. It was like, how do we stretch this movie for 20 more minutes? Let's have another, let's have, what's her name, come up, the sister come over and be like, I made out with the Black Panther or whatever. And so I, I just, that scene was an eye roll for me. I think this movie could have been a comfortable hour and a half, and that could have been the turning point of the film instead of the misunderstanding. But I guess it does lead to the cool choir declaration of love. I, so I'm going to say this in its defense. I think that part of her the walls that she has about letting people in and trusting people in relationships. We clearly see that she has been picking that up directly or indirectly from aunt Susan who yes. does the same thing, who like dump them before they dump you. And so I, I think that jibes with how her character is presented. And so the, the, the fact that the first thing out of her mouth would be like, well, you can leave if you want to like that. Th I bought that as a defense mechanism that and would, I, that would get in the way of things. I bought that too. I think my thing is, is that I know that Luke Bracey isn't, you know, a Mensa member, but I feel like at this point, knowing her true and they, they, spending they, as uh, much time as you have with her, a three know, minute conversation would have like, there was this whole big thing where she said, you told me I wasn't attractive the first time that we met. You know that that's a sensitive thing. Like, I just can't imagine that dude being in that situation and not reading that. Sure, fair. And maybe that's just me, but I just was like, bro, there is no world where this is like, well, then I'm just going to leave. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I didn't, that was like, that was, that was weird for me. But sure. I mean, you know, small, this is, we're nitpicking here. Um, it's time for What the Flicks, uh, where we wonder what could have been any questions we should have. Uh, Jax, what are you still wondering about? I mean, I feel like all of my questions got answered, but I think that, um, like, I coach kid actors, and I thought that the little girls in this movie were so good that if there were to be a sequel, I would just want to know more about them. Because as we're talking about, like, it's clear that Emma Roberts' character has picked up so much stuff from her both functional and dysfunctional family, like all families are both, I think. And I would just love to know a little bit more about these young women and more Kristen Chenoweth, always, please, and forever. <laughs> Thank you. I want her with Jennifer Coolidge in something. Can we make that oh happen? Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Just to make that a movie. We don't even care what it's about. That would be fantastic. Christmas road trip, something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, maybe it's my introverted, um, you know, not social 
not a party animal. Like I'm old. <laughs> I, you know, I would just encourage everyone who watched this movie that's maybe thinking about doing a holiday. Like there is another option, which is to simply just not, not go out on New Year's Eve, not go out on St. Patty's Day, yeah. not not go to the parties. I I, I can see a um, holiday being helpful um, for like family dinners. That's right. But that, I think, is the straw for me. The other option is way more appetizing, which is to just stay at home and lay in bed and watch Stranger Things again. Like, that's better <laughs> for me. That's better for me personally. That's what I would have done. And so I just want everybody out there to say this is not your only option. It is okay to stay home and be by yourself. Uh, Alonzo? <laughs> I love that we're using this what the flicks is just a PSA for them. Yes. Like, Flag day is important. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> well, Alonzo, is there any issues you'd like to speak to? I'm, I'm kind of doing a PSA too because I don't really have a. I think I think this, the movie like ties up all the not, the bows really well. But I will recommend if you like this that there's another thing on Netflix that you might also enjoy. It's a two season Norwegian sitcom. Yes, there are uh, subtitles, Bram. <laughs> Called home. Oh for, boy! Called home for Christmas. It's about this woman who is the only unmarried sibling in her family, and always gets relegated to the kids' end of the table. And on December first, she announces, "Oh no, no, I'm bringing my boyfriend for Christmas." And the family's like, "Oh really?" And then she has 24 days to find one. Um, and then the, they actually come up with a way to make a second season out of all that, and it's really funny. And it's Bran, watch it for the Christmas. There's so much Christmas on this show, and it's Norway, so it's like constantly snowing. Everybody's wearing great sweaters. I think you would enjoy it. Yes, I've seen this trailer many times, and it, it is on my to And in to that watch Norwegian list. show, they always know when to put the leaf in the table. That is funny. <laughs> God bless them for that. <laughs> my What the Flicks was taken by Alonzo, which is I want to know how old... Uh, Luke Bracey's doing as a golf pro now that he has his finger reattached. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it being well. I played golf this morning. I was bad with all ten fingers working. I can't imagine. There was an entire Hallmark movie about a violinist having to get her wrist back or whatever, right? Wasn't That's that right. Thing? So yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. With Michael Rady. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Lucia Micarella. Yeah. Micarella. Yes. I remember the name of that movie. Christmas um, Bow. <laughs> Christmas Christmas bow. It's the Christmas Christmas bow. bow. We did everybody. Congratulations. What a fun time this was. Don't don't you say, Dan? Yeah, I would say it was fun for sure. It's good to be back in the deck the the Netflix saddle. I would say that. Isn't it? It sounds Um, fun. Next week. Next week, we have um, a movie uh, called Christmas Inheritance. It's a little bit older, 2017. Christmas Inheritance. Did Alonso just wince? (laughs) A little bit. Oh no! Oh, but no. hey, Jake Lacey's in this one, so at least there's okay. That. <laughs> All right, yeah. There you go. Um, until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. That sounds fun. Podcast. It's produced by Tracy Noah's name. It's recorded live in yeah that Greenville, South Carolina. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com.